Welcome back to The Revolution Will Be Harmonized. I'm your boy, Cameron Lavi Jones. I got Stay Safe Knox in the room. Yep. I got Jaden Grayson in the room. Yes, sir. And today we are talking about and continuing the conversation revolving around Chop was never the goal. Now, to start us off, I would like to hear, uh, Jay, who's your favorite, uh, Boots or David Lewis? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's like pinky in the brain conversation Damn. there. Um, Sorry, I had to. I had to jump into it. I couldn't help it. I, like I would have to say boots because, uh, like, David Lewis is genuinely concerning, whereas <laughs> boots is kind of like a theatrical. What the fuck is going oh, on there? Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, the Rachel Dolezal of Seattle. You know, love you, girl. You idiot. Um, she's just unbelievable, and uh, there's. The the difference is, is that you have a, a, a woman that inserted herself or was inserted into the movement who took a leadership class in college and then suddenly feels, you know, compelled to insert herself into know, this movement. I don't know, it just gave me very, like, high school, like, like leadership club, like you were, like, an eighth grade senator kind of energy. That's and exactly. Just, and you just never got the chance to live that down, so you sided with the oppressor in order to feel important. Yeah, and then she she didn't even make it for the runner up for that. So now she's like, I'm going to work with the cops and show y'all. And that's, oh. and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. This perpetual hell. Where's she at now that Chop isn't like bussing like that? She just pulls up to demonstrations. Yeah, yeah. It's actually incredible. She like pulls up, attempts to disrupt. Everyone is like, Boots? We know who the fuck you are. Like, <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta get her on the show. <laughs> get her on the we show. Gotta get her on Do the it. Show. Do oh, it. We absolutely sure. need to get her on the show. Yep. I, I would love to. Have just a very casual conversation. It's been about, like thirty like, minutes. Just I just want to ask who did her hair because I definitely made the post in Seattle Naturals on Facebook and ain't nobody claiming it's this. Oh, who shit. was it? Who was it that put those bollocks in? The worst Craigslist ad ever. <laughs> okay, no, but but for real. Okay, right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I started this off. I just, I just we just we just nuts. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to start us off with some kind of gentle just to. Oh, that's general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep us focused. But actually, though, dead Stop. ass, dead ass. Um, zero capping is is gone. The calf lock is off. Yeah. Um, top was never the goal. A lot of the conversation that we have been talking about is like learning about the lessons that came from Chop. Um, and I think a lot of the conversation that we've been having is kind of lessons that people that aren't as privy to protests are um, are learning from the experience of the history of Chop. Um, and learning things and learning, especially about the importance of like maintaining pressure and how disruption not only operate, operates, but also how it's highly effective um, when coupled with, you know, having the resources to continue applying that pressure. Um, what I'm very curious about is specifically what the three of us learned from CHOP. I think it's important to Make sure that listeners, you know, do get that information about, you know, the importance of why CHOP was never the goal and to continue the fight. But, you know, keeping it also on a personal level because you, you know, 
Part of this is also having those conversations on a one-to-one basis, not just in people that have the ability to use their platform and remind people to stay focused, stay vigilant, and stay accountable. But Jay and Knox, I want to hear about like what lessons specifically you guys learned about CHOP. Oh, and CHOP, uh, there's a lot of bullshit going on for real. Um, but uh, definitely a lesson that I learned in CHOP was that I spoke about before is disruption works. And I think people speak about peaceful protests and uh, disruption as if, as if it's um, the opposites of each other. Um, but that's not the case. We're not out here to peacefully protest, but we're not out here to initiate violence either. We're here to disrupt, make everybody uncomfortable, make everybody listen and pay the fuck attention. And also That's like highlight the, the, the cracks in the system. Exactly, exactly. They are massive and, and the you way can't... that you guys aren't seeing this is kind of bizarre. <laughs> and you can't do that by having a protest that works with everybody's everyday life. Like we're here protesting, but you can still go to work on time. We're here protesting, but you can still go to your favorite fucking coffee shop. Like, no, we're here to make sure you stay up at night and pay the fuck attention to what's going on. So, uh, yeah, a big lesson that I learned in CHOP is uh, that disruption is very effective and um, definitely got a lot of people's attention for sure. Jay. Do not be afraid of the disruption. Um, it becomes very scary. There's a real moment when you're demonstrating where you realize, I think this is what continued to bring white people out low key, is that they had this moment of being like, oh, they're not going to respond to me. They did when I was at Occupy or when I was doing these May Day demonstrations because, nope. you know, I saw how they were then and they expected that same response from the Seattle Police Department. And what they got they let her fuck uh, you up. was treated like some niggas. Yep. Okay, <laughs> but just keep it real. That's what it was. And they realized that the change was not in the quantity of people. It wasn't in anything other than what it is we were out there marching and fighting for. Exactly. When you start fighting for black lives, all of a sudden you get the whoa there buddy response from the police department. And that became super evident. But the fact of the matter also became after a while, the rhetoric that was able to come in from false flag organizers was like, I know you guys are tired of getting tear gassed. I know you guys are. And for the white people that aren't comfortable with that, for anybody who wasn't comfortable with that, it became an easy out of like, now I can go this way and I'm, I'm still out in the streets. I'm still looking like I'm doing the work, but I'm not dealing with the potential dangers of direct interaction with that the police department. Face every single day. Exactly. So to that, day. I say like, if this isn't that, if you don't, if you're not cool with that, this and, is not for you, yeah, you honey. Back to right you, boots. Right yeah. back at you. Yeah. Like, you know, she came at me one day low-key saying, I'm getting death threats. And she was flustered and crying. And I was like, then this is not the sport for you. Because I'm <laughs> telling you right now, it's every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, America wrote us death threats when we got torn here from the motherland. So. Um, mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know why you surprised. And I don't know why you don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's no. also concerning. I, I um, see, we're already circling back to our two favorite humans. Um, so for, uh, for those of you guys at home uh, that don't know, I should have mentioned this in the first segment, but it's good that I'm mentioning it now. Uh, King Youngblood, in partnership with only black, indigenous, and people of color artists, activists, and organizers, put on a protest in chop in front of the East precinct called this ain't a picnic. And Jay, we had the privilege of getting some knowledge from you when you spoke, uh, as well as King Youngblood performed there with, um, performances and speakers like real Johnson of prison, uh, excuse me, of prison. I'm so used to saying that word prism Washington. 
Um, you got it. I thank you. Yes. I, 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 I'm, Good job, I, I man. Proud. I love you. I'll lift you, you up. <laughs> um, uh, Danny Denial, Katil Talea, Brandon Marsalis, Corey Cavazos, my boy. Shout out Corey of Hold Your Crown. Uh, Nate, um, uh, Beverly Crusher, you know, and and just oh Elijah Lewis of Africa Town, uh, you know, just uh, Shana Shepard of Bear Axe. Just shout out to everybody. Um, Tate Phoenix, uh, help. Thank you for helping us put it all together. I always got to give my shout outs where I can. Uh, but you know, basically. When I was there, it was also my first experience meeting David Lewis. I met David. And that was it. Uh, whack. 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 Um, so uh, it was my first time. I, I'm bridging two questions together. So we were talking about who's our favorite. I'm never going to stop anyone from dragging what this show is. Um, but, uh, but also bridging it into like what things I personally learned from the chop experience was just like the, the, the depth and the complexity that is like not just false flag organizers, but like how they instigate and how they operate. You know, um, this ain't a picnic was my first protest that I've staged rather than being a part of. It was the first one where, um, you know, I was organizing it to make sure that it happened rather than going there to maintain that it continues happening. Um, being in a leadership role rather than in a support role. Uh, and both are very important, but both have very different ways in how you have to navigate the, the, the situation around it. Um, so for This Ain't a Picnic, I was running sound as well as emceeing and introducing, you know, all of the people and making sure that people are staying focused. Um, but before anything like kind of escalated over, over there, um, David Lewis and this one other character, I, I, I never learned his name. Marcus. Oh, okay. So you know who I'm talking and about. And Malcolm. Okay, great. Um. <laughs> is his name really Malcolm? It is. It is. That hurts. Um, that hurts. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, I met David and, and, and the other guy. Uh, but anyway, they came up to me and they were basically the way that they walked up was, Hey, like, are you the lead organizer of this? And I was like, yes, who's asking? And then he was like, well, we're trying to put on this protest to have people march over to the West precinct. Uh, and we'd like to get up on stage and speak and tell people to come march with us. And luckily I had been tapped into Twitter and tapped into Instagram talking through like, Hey, like, David Lewis is not the homie. Like, don't, don't, uh, don't roll with him. Op. Yeah. <laughs> it's an op. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a no. Um, and so like when I saw him, I was like, oh, I'm glad I have this pre-information going into this conversation. And I was like, mm, nah, like we have a whole structured, organized event here. Uh, we're wrapping at XYZ time. If you want to do something, you can try to do it when we're done. But today we're here for Black Lives Matter. We're here to educate people and to remind people that this ain't a picnic. This isn't Coachella um, because that's an important message that's going on right now. Whatever you're doing is whatever you're doing. But like we're, you know, it doesn't make sense for you to try to pull away from something that people also need to hear. It doesn't make sense for you to try to pull away from something centered around Black Lives Matter. Um, and immediately he started backtracking and everything, but homeboy, I don't even know his name, Ma Malcolm, whatever, um, immediately just went, 
oh, well, if you ain't going to give us the mic, we're going to take it. And I just looked at him, and I'm so glad I had security at the event. And I looked at him and I said, try it. Insert sister disruption. <laughs> the moment that he walked up with his megaphone. Yeah, so, so David Lewis and the other guy left. Uh, and they were gone for like an hour and a half. And I think what they must have done is went to Cal Anderson, riled up a bunch of people. And this is the other element that I was like, this is my first hand seeing the experience of, especially in being in a leadership role is seeing how disruptors acquiesce around people that don't know any better, seeing how they tap into people that have good intentions and want to be involved in some way, but don't really have the full scope or the context around what's really going on, about how you can't trust every single voice and let alone the importance of accountability with your words and your actions. Now, it's not see, role. this is what's interesting about that, because if you can put your imagination to a reminder, we're in an autonomous zone where the police are not present. Now, you had some privileges within this that I'm still hearing. Security and also being a man in that interaction. Absolutely. Black women that have been dealing with this individual um, and other individuals of this nature, knowing one, I'm already not protected by the police. That's why I'm out here. Right. Um, but they're for sure not showing up. Come no matter what, they're just not, which showed in their they their absence. Right. Um, but also I have a bunch of brothers around here who aren't sure where they fall. A obviously a bunch of white allies that don't know who to highlight, how to highlight, who to amplify, and where to show support, mm -hmm. and what defense really means. And as we were talking about before, like brothers that have been removed from their elders, removed from their duty to protect black women. So you get into these situations and what becomes enemy number one for these brothers? Me, strong black woman that's coming forward with a message and with a purpose. And because with, they've been taught not to listen, absolutely. let alone taught not to collaborate with. Absolutely. And that it infringes on their manhood should there be somebody there that is a woman that is like them, but is not them, that has a message and and not more of a purpose but more of a direction and more sense around that purpose totally and that created such an interesting culture um and it was in fear it was terrifying at first because you this is our experience in life now there is a dedicated area where we're supposed to be getting amplified and we're seeing this come from the brothers the very brothers we're trying to protect within yeah. the movement yeah, absolutely. And uh, me being there with with Jay the entire time, initially when everything started, um, I came into the picture trying to protect her from what I thought was I, I thought I was going to be out there protecting her from the police mostly, that outs, both you know, you. or from right. uh, Proud Boys or whoever the fuck was going to show up. Yeah, no. And uh, it got to a point where I ended up realizing that I had to protect her from other black men. And it was really um, confusing, especially how she pointed out that the people mm -hmm. that were here for and uh, at the same time, it just reflected like a, a huge internalized uh, patriarchy. An internalized toxic masculinity. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, and it is evident that people like Jay and the other uh, uh, black women organizers that she works with um, have the direction. They have the momentum and they know exactly what they're talking about. They know the direction to go towards. And it's really uh, it's kind of hard to understand why. Um, people can't put that issue aside and really just support black women and listen to their voices at this point. I absolutely agree with both of you. Um, I think that it is 
kind of the inverse, I think it's very easy to understand. The same way that we've been plucked from our elders, been plucked from resources and thrown into situations where we have to sacrifice our community for individualized survival by being forced into situations of poverty through housing discrimination, job discrimination, you name it. Um, It makes a lot of sense to me that just like the default in America is white supremacy, the default is also patriarchy. Exactly. Um, I also, just in the scheme of self-accountability and giving shout out to people that deserve it, (laughs) I also know that I have a lot of privileges because I grew up in a house, especially being a mixed kid, being black and Jewish, I grew up in a house where intersectionality was ingrained. It wasn't like some concept that I had to really nail down going forward. It was very early that I learned that marginalized struggles usually sync up somewhere. And in that situation, if you going through it and I'm going through something different, it's more than likely that the source of those two issues are coming from the same place. Absolutely. And that same place being like white supremacy, being that same place being patriarchy and how the majority and the people in power are people that are sustaining those systems that oppress others um, and understanding that they're all in the same clique. Exactly. And um, I think a, a big question is how do you navigate that once you understand it? How do you navigate that within these situations? Well, that's, that's on us. Like she's already, oh, yeah, absolutely. She's already not her. doing way more <laughs> than she job. has to do to do nothing. To it's our job to, nope. to tell our homies like, yo, like, you, like <laughs> Chill what, are you, out. what are you doing, bro? Stop that. Uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's honestly been a big conversation that I've been having with, uh, with black men who are in this movement that have kind of deemed themselves in places that have the understanding clearly is trying to bring them into the conversation of it's not my responsibility to educate anybody for real with the access to information that we have, especially being here in America. Um, whoa. And two, it's also, it's, it, it is your job to turn to your brother and check things, whether we're in demonstration or not, you, when you become a demonstrator and it's true to your spirit, it is a cro- it's no matter where you are. It's all the time. So when you're hanging out with your boys and misogyny enters the conversation, when um, sexism enters the conversation, when you start degrading and acting a certain way to be a part of the camaraderie that goes on. You're being complacent the same way that white folks are being complacent watching black people die. Absolutely. Being complacent in any nature, in any way. It's un- it's it's genuinely unacceptable. And the thing is, is that they know this because the moment that's there the idea of their manhood is infringed upon not even the reality of it, but the idea of it, they act out. There's an offense that's taken the grace that a black woman has to carry though. Just ability to be a chameleon in these experiences. It's not fair and it's not right. And it shouldn't be entirely honest. Why do we have to be so strong? Because all of a sudden, boom, here comes the insertion of the independent, strong, angry black woman stereotype that is such bullshit as well. But there's a matter of truth to it. Especially when you have every fucking reason to be angry. It's like it's like especially just talking on black women like you are dealing with two issues simultaneously. <laughs> you're being murdered by the police and you're having to suffer through a patriarchal society. I think that where intersectionality has always been so important is highlighting like, yo, you don't have to understand the precise exact ways and how I'm marginalized. But if you are also marginalized, that as a base level should be enough for you to be like, yo, 
this is fucked. It's at the bare minimum. <laughs> a little empathy tissues. Like, for real. <laughs> like the, <laughs> lo- the logic, the logic gap there is especially high highlighted and just like, you know, just reinforcing the patriarchy and, and also in just like, you know, brothers not holding other brothers accountable. Cause it's like, you gotta live. We gotta teach ourselves because we have the privilege to know that we live in a society that prioritizes men over women, let alone men over non-binary people, non-gender conforming people, all of that. It's, you know, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm also curious though about how you guys think that we like address that, how we teach intersectionality, how we change that. Because even though it shouldn't, especially not, especially not your job, <laughs> my God, yeah, you're yeah. the MVP of the year for this. <laughs> um, but like, what are the ways that we allow people to get that, dive into the importance of intersectionality because it's like at the same rate that it you know we can't be putting up with misogyny in the middle of trying to improve the lives of the marginalized we also need those people to be fighting with us we can't afford to be throwing away everybody when we also need them to like help us out with this movement because if it's low numbers of just people that get it then it's we have to, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is we have to get more people to get it so that way they can join us. Absolutely. And this is kind of where you got to start shaking. This is where you have to start doing the self work. I watched a show called Don't Fuck With Cats, right? And <laughs> let me just be not. It's really connected <laughs> though. Oh, it's, no, it's yeah, connected yeah. though. Hear me out because yeah, I, I saw this thing, you know, you've, if you've seen the show or heard about it at all, some psychopath puts these two little cats in the thing, whatever. That's not the point. The point is that these white people saw this and they went to unbelievable lengths to find this person. They knew what they saw was wrong and they said, we're going to find out where the vacuum was made. They looking up where the bedspread came from. They looking up where the light posts are in different parts of the world to zero in. They became FBI members. Now, if y'all can watch two fucking cats die and know that this shit is wrong, you really trying to turn to me and tell me that watching a man with a knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds and you don't know if that was cool or not. You not sure if that was cool or not. You be seeing black people hung well, from well, listen, the trees and you're not there's sure. There's two sides to every story, there's man, not. Jay. There's two there's sides. There's not. There's me standing there with the camera and acting yep. foolish or and, and sitting there and allowing for this to happen. I guess that's the only other side that there is. There's inactive and aware. And you do not have the privilege anymore in the world that we're living in, crossing with the pandemic and everything else to just sit there and act as if you do not see what's going on. And that's the only reason this movement is genuinely continuing in the way that it is because you got hit with a pandemic and everybody and their mama had to sit at their fucking house and look at that's themselves right. and yeah, go, I'm right. a piece of shit. <laughs> and then George Floyd died and they were like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do something about this. <laughs> that's it. Uh, our, our bad, y'all. Our bad. I said what I said. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's true. You can't get more true to that. You can't get more. Yeah, no. A shout out. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that, but uh, shout out uh, being at home and being confronted with uh self accountability. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to uh conditions where you are forced to hold yourself accountable. <laughs> uh, no shout out to COVID, but also shout out to uh having that mirror forced in your face. So you get your shit together. 
Honestly, and they came out and protested. I'm sorry, I'm about to go. Somebody else talk nah, about. I mean, you can because somebody they want. came all the way out for COVID. People are out there protesting to not wear masks as if Don't that's get me started any on version that. of how yeah. a pandemic works. I want to get a haircut. <laughs> and y'all the same people in my DMs and in my comments talk about go get a job and this and that and the third. No, it's cool. Why don't you keep running out without a mask on, Karen? Because that's going to solve my problem one way or the other. <laughs> you got a point. You got a fucking point. <laughs> I All love right. that. This is a great, this is juicy, <laughs> Yo, wonderful first good. Show, wow. Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout outs. Honestly, why are we not just doing this part? Honestly. Honestly. Cutting deep. No, Scolding just... pot of harmonized revolution. <laughs> right for purchase. Scolding pot. <laughs> so, okay, then, then on that level of like cats fighting. Cats who, fighting? Who do you think <laughs> would win between <laughs> Boots and David Lewis? Definitely boots because she's so small. I she's gonna call in the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the same cop she kicked. The same cop she kicked. Yeah. That's the nigga that's coming. Oh, and David Lewis, he doesn't coming. have that kind of pull. He's like a little bit like if a Shinigami is that how you be saying uh, yeah. Shinigami? Yeah. If they were like if like he low key has some Shinigami like presence to him, like he's kind of like mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel like I feel like he could do, possibly put someone in a freezer on some ancestor type shit. Like he might be tapped into some other type of but boots. She's just gonna call the police, and they're gonna mistake her for a white woman, and they're gonna shoot somebody. <laughs> I said it. Oh, oh shit! Knox, I want to hear you. She's gonna turn into a Karen. I want to hear your uh, uh, American Ninja Warrior battle between Knox and, or excuse me, between Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? YouTube rewind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> between Boots and David Lewis, American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, who's they don't who's, fight on that show. No, I'm I'm saying, but like, who do you think would come out on top if they both competed? Oh shit, I'm gonna have to say Boots too, man. I'm gonna have to we're say getting, Boots. We're getting a lot of credit for Boots. <laughs> getting a lot of. Boots. You didn't ask her if it was me. Not only one. I'm just Well, not just per- personally witnessed this, uh David Lewis do one time and. uh uh, it was somebody, <laughs> somebody was all up in his face telling him about himself for about 10 minutes and he was so shut down to the point that he was on their side by the end of the conversation. <laughs> I was just like, bro, if you're going you're gonna to pick a hill to die on, at least stand on the motherfucker. <laughs> like, that shit, yeah, so definitely give it to Boots. Okay. Um, I just got a visual of like, at some point, I can't wait for us to get animation for this shit, but I just got a visual of like Boots and David Lewis being Smash Bros characters for the next Smash Bros series. Oh shit! And like Boots is like final Mr. Smash. Game and Watch. Yeah, dead ass. Like Boots <laughs> final Smash move is it's literally like a phone call to Jenny, and then the whole screen <laughs> just turns smoked. Just the whole thing is smoked, and it's oh, just an instant shit. KO. Um, oh, and then David Lewis is is just like wearing a really poor choice hat, um, <laughs> and just like disappointing his opponent the last time I saw him he had no shoes on I can't tell you how much that bothered me it's like we're in a zone where the police can pull up at any moment things can pop up and you've been trying desperately to put yourself in the position of like don't put my people in slaughter like we're gonna get through this all this extra shit 
and you walking around for real, for real with no shoes, no socks on. Absolutely. Police gonna show up and give him some shoes. The, you ain't got to run Your uncle's on the way. Yeah, got, got, the, got the new Pig 12s on, on deck Yo. straight from Amazon Direct. It um, just baffles me that you, I mean, it's so obvious. This If there's one thing that Chop taught me for real, it's so obvious when somebody is disingenuous in their approach it is so absolutely clear and it is the responsibility of the people in Seattle. That's why I don't mind becoming a target in these different ways because at the end of the day, receipts be coming out. If uh-huh. you're op, we gonna know you are op because eventually it'll show. I had a bro- uh, this uh, little white boy walk up to me the other day and he said, they, they were shocked with me when they first saw me. They had a lot of qualms about how aggressive I was. There was he go- he's like, I just didn't understand why you were so angry and you were calling out these other black people and it didn't make any sense to me. And mm-hmm. I just felt it will make sense. Like I just, it didn't make sense. He goes, but then the receipts, ah, right. Mm-hmm. And he's ah. like, and he said, right. And I'm yeah. like, that's what we'd call them. Yes. yes. And he's like, the receipts came out. He's like, and you were telling the truth. And he's like, and they are ops. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, Yes, why Brandon, are you surprised? They, you know, but the but that's the education part that we were talking about. It's yeah. like you have to choose to start receiving the information, and I don't need to change my messaging for you to start getting it. Sure, maybe I come off as a little bit of a pissed off black woman here and there, nigga, because there's a lot to be pissed about. Yeah, and if you start doing your research and your due diligence, you will start to become enraged as well because it's all of our fight. And you were affected in that as well. You took your dumb ass on some march, walk, rolling off somewhere into the darkness with, with her as well. And with David Lewis. And what did it get you? Nowhere. And mm-hmm. nothing. And you split up our numbers and you weren't being effective part of the movement. I mean, I just also think, you know, and another shout out to Amari. I remember I was watching a live stream with him where he was just, just grilling David Lewis into <laughs> absolute submission. This man Send looked like a, like a pretzel. I will say that <laughs> gladly. It is it is just wonderful, but it's like Omari was pointing out that David Lewis was in a room with Jenny Durkin, like while chopping everything was going on. And you want to know what he did? He did not tell her a single one of the demands. A single one. If there's anything that has been the friggin' Old Testament of what's been going on here is we've been very explicit about what the demands are. <sighs> and Homeboy got in there and was like, hey, Jenny, so I know we were on for, like, wine with <laughs> you and Boots and, and... Crackers and cheese. And Best, but um, I was just wondering, like, do we have to talk about, like, the whole protest thing? Like, I'm kind of protest out. Like, I just... I'm not really in the mood to deal with it right God, now. I just want to <laughs> slap him. And, and, and Omari right was cooking this man so hard. He was like, let me get this straight. You was in a room with Darkin. She actually gave you the time of day to have a conversation. She hired you. Right? <laughs> well, well first, 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 first of all, right, before we get to that, obviously. But like, Omari was just coming with just logical facts where he was just like, let me get this straight. You was in a room with Darkin and she was like, so like, what do you what do you want? Like, what are you guys trying to accomplish with this? Isn't this the summer of love? And David was like, "What? Wait, what? What are we? What? What are we trying to do?" Okay, you know what? Let's just circle back later. I'm sure all this will die out at some point. Honestly, and that's the worst part. When my first interaction with them was like, realize he turned to me when it was my second time to speak as we were marching, and he goes, "Are you going to stay on message this time?" 
And I knew right then and there, I was like, okay, uh, Uncle Ruckus head ass. <laughs> I already know what message? that means. I was like, so if I wasn't sure about you before, I'm dead certain of it now. You big out. And I'm about to tell all these people. <laughs> I looked right at the way I looked at him was like that moment with Diddy and the dude up on the stage when he was like, ass, you played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I don't feel bad for him at all. And that's exactly how I felt when I was talking Somebody to Boots, too. Somebody get that boy too. some shoes. Literally. <laughs> and some milk. Give me some milk. <laughs> some milk. <laughs> some shoes. Yeah, no. Um, Chop was never the goal. Psycho <laughs> <laughs> so back. Fuck David Lewis. Yeah. Fuck you, Boots. And also, Chop was never Chop, the goal. Chop, Chop was a never the goal. Boots is not a goal. Uh, <laughs> David, <laughs> David, David Lewis is off the goal. Uh and um no Reebok sponsorship for homeboy. <laughs> None whatsoever. None. He don't he don't get one. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> he no don't stay on track. No new J's no for, Pumas. for none of that. No uh, He don't even get the what were those called for payless? Uh, uh airwalks nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, no no shout out uh to uh Ops. Nope. Man, this is great. I love this. <laughs> this is great. This is great. This is this the is, better part. I mean, this is black love. This is this is this is intersectional. This is that that good juice. This is that harmonized revolution when you can just <laughs> clown people that are trying to continue your oppression. Just like, just I remember like the first time you and I got a chance to hang out and talk over on the deck. Um, I remember like somehow in the conversation it was like, they're like, what's like, what's the plan here? And verbatim, you said. Continue to run the fade on the system. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 and I remember Man. specifically you was throwing your <laughs> just, arms around, just, just, just like running laps on the system. Yeah, um, absolutely. I want them to be as uncomfortable as possible. And I'm talking to the point because it's a perception thing. You know what I'm saying? Do you physically have to do anything? No, because we've seen time and time again, all they do with us is plant the seed. And watch what's born from it, and we'll do it to ourselves. So I'm all I'm continually doing is putting the idea in not only the people's heads. It's possible for you to avatar ang these motherfuckers and get your power back, but also the people with the power. You should start considering what the future is going to look like for you. Think about it, because what if it wasn't what it's been? Just the idea of that alone is kind of what's kept us in this place where they're like, now we know we put y'all in the slave ships and everything. We can't let up now. Y'all do it to us. Listen, like, listen. Like, I just, I'm I'm terrified because, <laughs> like, if we give them the 40 acres and a mule, oh, what, what are they going to want next? What are we going to do? And the thing is, is we don't want, we don't want nothing from y'all except for exactly what you want for yourselves. And if you start to see me as you see yourself, if you are human and I am too, all of a sudden, this concept goes from some complex. We don't need no scholars. We don't need no blue we lives. We don't need no don't. all lives. Exactly. <laughs> if you figure it out, all of a sudden you go, oh, they want to be treated like humans. Like, damn. <laughs> Is it that hard? Yeah. Shit. Apparently. Well, I think it's a good time to uh, bring back that question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not explain the host on the one time. Go ahead. Yeah, talk. yeah. I'm here with uh, Jaden Grayson and King Youngblood. What's um, up? <laughs> nah, um, going to do with the reparations money. 
Oh, we're already. What you gonna do with your reparations money? Um, first of all, I um, I have a three point plan. Three point plan. Ooh, <laughs> three point plan. Not about this a lot, y'all. My <laughs> reparations money. First thing I'm doing is finally buying myself a Nintendo Switch. Yup. Because um, <laughs> I'm a slut for Nintendo, and I will ride and die for them forever. That's like half the check there was no, exactly. <laughs> 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 Oh man, we need to get some scope proper because that that reparations money. I'm talking long money. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, the, the second thing I'm doing is I'm buying my mama's house, um, so you know we don't got to be worrying about none of that other capitalist bullshit. We can get out of it. Uh, and the third thing I'm doing with it is uh, I'm buying David Lewis some shoes. There you go. <laughs> Full fucking circle. Messy report. <laughs> what about uh, you, Knox? What you doing with that reparations? Oh, man, <laughs> it really depends on if that reparations comes with student loan forgiveness. So I ain't going to have a check. <laughs> I miss Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss Bernie. <laughs> That's it. Well, what about you? What you going? I'm buying back the CD. Oh, first and foremost, shit. I'm I, buying back the fucking hood, I, and I'm I, kicking all the white people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting them come back. I'm not gonna let them come back. I'm gonna put money right back in the catfish corner. We gonna have that run that once one more time for one go. time. Mm-hmm. That's the new. Um, that's the new white flight. <laughs> and you know here. what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring back the catfish. <laughs> And uh, should have never gave no black kids no money. Period. <laughs> bring back the catfish on your ass. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, shit. <laughs> you know what? What I was gonna say is super illegal. So we gonna pass it back to you. Shout out. Okay. Hey, just say, just say, like uh, hypothetically or allegedly, allegedly. or some shit. You know, I allegedly. mean, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> This has been the revolution will be harmonized. I'm Cameron Lavi, Joseph King Youngblood, in a room with Stay Safe Knocked and Jaden Grayson. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Keep up the fight, apply the pressure, continue to disrupt, and uh, we'll see you all in the next episode. We love you. Stay safe. Mr. Disruption is well. Goodbye.
your sound lovely.
I'ma stay real till I shadow dance in a pine of a coat. That's a fine way to go. Bitches in my line and get together, don't got time for these hoes. No, 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 no. I gotta keep the family close, make like evergreens and never leave forever. Me, I know these things, and it's been this way since cornrows and a tall tee with the shoulder lean. Am I happier? Should the dopamine? Dopamine. She said it's hard to get a hold of me. Keep the pussy on hold for me. I know some there's days on the way. Don't need those days unless they keep me safe. 23 ski don't got freedom to go when I need to. Let me cut the zone like a see through. No celebrities in my green room. One time for the nights, two times for the summers, three for my niggas. Pray I never lose another. I'm a parents only boy, but I got hella brothers. I'm a parents only boy, but I got hella brothers. One time for the nights, two times for the summers, three for my niggas. Pray I never lose another. I'm a parents only boy, but I got hella brothers. I'm a parents only boy, but I got hella, hella, hella. Stay remote and let it take control of me. I'm sober now, my highways took a toll on me. I don't smoke. The overseer always looking over me. The only son, my soul look like a solar beam. Yeah. They love me, they want more for me, so I just live accordingly until the day they mourn for me. I'ma never die. Cause this who I was born to be, residing from the city with two rivers and a floor to lead. Stay remote and let it take control of me. I'm sober now, my highways took a toll on me. Overseer always looking over me. Yeah. The only son, my soul look like a solar beam. Yeah. They love me, they want more for me, so I just live accordingly until the day they mourn for me. Yeah. Cause this is who I was born to be, residing from the city with two rivers and a. Uh, uh. Mama said to put nothing on top of the bread. Yeah. When I gotta hear this beat, I was not in my head. Yeah. Everything I'ma continue to do for the same. Yeah. My friends, my brothers, I swear and I love them to death. Yeah. Every morning, gotta wake up, remember the day. Morning, gotta wake up, remember I'm blessed. Yeah, yeah. Take care of my family, my body, my spirit, my flesh. Yeah. One time for the nights, two times for the summers, three for my niggas, but I never lose another. I'm my parents' only boy, but I get hella brothers. I'm my parents' only boy, but look. One time for the nights, two times for the summers, three for my niggas, pray I never lose another. I'm a parents' only boy, but I get hella brothers. I'm a parents' only boy, but I get hella, 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 Too much on all these cheap jokes These folks really don't know 
Making our way through the winter So many losses I try to remember But 
that's how we condition Self-medicate, cope with the cops and they hate So many slopes, no skis, pivot, just stay in OT We just been moving on E to the fee On three commas on top of these shows and festivals Raise up the whole decimal, give you the whole vision This like the kitchen I'm cooking up If you ain't ate, better get the lunch Most of y'all deaf time to listen up Before it's too late finna run it up Ain't no run it back with the runner up Nah, I ain't looking for no hero, no oil Volunteer, we'll be broke by sin. I be worried about the wrong things sometimes. I admit, act twice so sad. I just had to catch my breath. Now nah, I ain't looking for no hero, no oil win. Please don't volunteer, we'll be broke by sin. I be worried about the wrong things sometimes. I admit, act twice so sad. I just had to catch my breath. No cape and I be near that take off private like a lear. Yeah, yeah. I don't be around or kneel down. Y'all calling cap and still see the sounds like I'm on the pier. I'm the one on the hill. Still as fuck 12, yes I must yell. Don't save me, save yourself like Rose and Titanic. Niggas don't shit, but we pivot, no panic. Still good in the hood like mechanic. Fuck up a mic on my dirty Diana. Who know I get here off the manuscript? Go do it yourself, they can handle it. This if over thought you can have a bit. That's dinner for two like it's candlelit. Now I ain't looking for no hero, no oil win. Please don't volunteer. We'll be broke by sin. I be worried about the wrong things sometimes. I admit, act twice so sad. I just had to catch my breath. Now I ain't looking for no hero, no oil win. Please don't volunteer. We'll be broke by sin. I be worried about the wrong things sometimes. I admit, act twice so sad. I just had to catch my breath. Situation you're in, nah, like really. I ain't got a big deal, but I'm still a big deal. 
feel Running on a big wheel, I ain't with extort, eh? Nah. Like, yeah, I'm independent and I'm making hella noise And I never let a woman make a hella not a choice Got no suckers in the circle that pretend to be boys I don't lend them an extension, I just send them decoys Chilling in the cutters when I'm really feeling voids Cause the movement getting muted and they really need a voice We just pick between the evils of the legals and the lies People tired and they really need a voice Nah, like, really? This not more the effort, though All about force and method, though Nah, like, really? This, that, calm, collective flow Done right, wrong, correction, though Nah, like, really? Enough about peace and blessings, bro I want that deeper message, though Nah, like, really? If you want top that surface Drop that lesson, though Preach, nah, like, really? Really, 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 really